Hello and welcome to Eye on Princeton, a podcast dedicated to keeping you informed about the happenings in Princeton, Texas. Let's hand things off to your show host and Princeton resident, Mitchell Chase. Thank you for that great introduction, Greg Price. Sure appreciate you being the voice of the show. It's summertime and one of the things that we want to get down to business with is how to be safe during the summer when we're using grills, the barbecue, smokers, things like that. And from the city of Princeton, the fire inspectors joining us, Joe Zedano. Joe, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Here we are. It's time for summer once again. It's great to review because that's what the fire department does. They're always training and reviewing things. So let's dive into grilling and barbecuing. We're going to start with some stats on use. And uh, basically, what are the percentages of barbecues that are used? Is it grilling? Is it smoking? What's happening there? Well, percentage of grills, they're they're the most popular thing to do during the summertime. A lot of people will grill. Matter of fact, 18% of people will grill during the month of July. It's summertime, and a lot of people like to grill the hot dogs and hamburgers. So it's an exciting time during that time. Everyone thinks that's, you know, a good pastime just to kind of barbecue and grill. Believe it or not, 7 out of 10 U.S. citizens have a grill. And wow. uh, yeah, it's actually pretty neat. And the way it breaks down is uh, about 61% uh, of, of grill owners actually have a propane gas grill. So that's the, the primary, uh, the most popular is people like to grill with gas. And then the next up after that is followed by a charcoal grill. And about almost 50% of people have those type of grills. So you're looking at a majority of the people who own a grill either have a gas one or a charcoal one. Does the fire department have a preference for safety? For preferences, we'll probably go with gas because, uh, again, what you can kind of turn off the, once you're, you're done grilling, you can turn off the gas, which turns off the heat. With charcoal, you have to wait for the charcoal embers to burn down or to cool off. And there's also the potential of, depending upon people just kind of forgetting it and saying, you know, okay, I'll leave the lid off here and not really looking after it. Once you turn off the gas, you know it's off. But with that, with the charcoals, you have to go back and make sure that they have properly cooled and no longer a hazard. Very good. Let's go to smokers for a second because that's becoming more and more popular. Right. What do you have for us as far as smokers go? Uh, smokers, there are actually two, uh, two types of smokers. You can do the uh, electric smoker, and a lot of people go with that, and some even do the uh, wood pellets. Again, that's a prolonged time to smoke and cook meats. It's at a, a lower heat, so it cooks over, over gradually, but they're not as popular as the other grills because smoking meats are almost, it almost take, it is a craft nowadays to okay. sit there, and but a lot of people are watching the Food Channel and stuff like that and go, hey, you know what? I think I can do that. Now, if you're listening and hearing a little background noise, we are at HQ for the uh, fire department at the new municipal center for the city of Princeton, so don't be alarmed by that. So as far as smokers go then, outside, inside, meaning like what's the safest way to go about smoking? None of these devices are meant to be inside, either in a garage or anything. There are some household appliances that can act as a smoker and and cook meat, but when you're looking at propane tank grills or charcoal, you can never utilize them inside your house or inside an environment because all that carbon monoxide can actually build up and you can have yourself a, a life safety hazard by grilling inside. We also require that, well not really require, recommend that if you are 
are using a grill, you keep it away from the house, keep it away from the windows or any place where that carbon monoxide can collect. Yeah. So you want to make sure that the, it's properly enough away to where none of those products of combustion are coming into your house or area where it can accumulate. Great segue into this. So we set up our barbecue or grill. We're away from the house, a safe distance. What other safety devices should we have in the proximity of our grilling? Well, it wouldn't hurt to have a, a little household fire extinguisher that you can get at any uh, any store nowadays. You can get them at Walmart, uh, Target. You can get them at hardware stores. Just a little extinguisher would, would help to maybe control just a small fire. You don't want to sit there, and if it gets out of control, you always want to dial 911. You want to make sure that the grill is a safe distance away from any structure just in case something does happen where the, the fire goes out of control. But it's not a bad idea just to have a little fire extinguisher handy. We don't recommend really using water because a lot of that stuff is grease laden and water on greases, uh, you have the same results. It ends up up going badly. Going back to the fire extinguisher for a second, they have some now and I'm sure they've had them for a while. I picked up some different types of fire extinguishers for our home and they have, it's it's almost like a spray bottle where you just, are those good? Those are again, really good for kind of small fires. If it's something in the small stage or incipient stage, if you you can uh, again, yeah. I've, I've noticed those. They're like in little tiny spray bottle cans, yes. Uh, and we'll uh, extend, use an extinguishing agent, and that might be helpful just to quickly, if it's small, just and you feel like it's getting out of control, you can spray it, and it should help. But a larger extinguisher, chemical extinguisher that can meet all the criteria, which uh, is an ABC extinguisher, which covers your basic wood materials, your flammable liquids, and then your charged electrical. So that would be more along the lines. You want to take a look at what type of extinguisher that you're getting to make sure that it can cover any one of those. The smaller ones might just be convenient for maybe like a grease fire, but you want to make sure you have, if you do get an extinguisher, that it has sufficient agent enough to be able to put out the fire. You know, over the years, grilling has really changed from when I was a kid. So the question is, you know how they have those gloves now where you can put it on and you can actually put your hand on the fire and turn the meat and things like that? I'm just curious your thoughts on on those. That's very, very trusting to, to utilize those type of gloves. They say they're fire, you know, resistive. It's good to keep your hands safe from if you're flipping the whatever you're cooking. Yeah. And so you don't get maybe singed or but it's not meant to, to it's not a really a fire glove, nothing like you would use for say like the fire service. Even our gloves that we wear have restrictions on how, you know, what type of fires you can we're not gonna go in and grab a fire. You can use it yeah. for what it's intended to make sure that you're not getting hurt from the heat, right. but it's not, it's, it's always a good thing to have. It's extra, extra layer protection. So just to make sure what you're saying is with a glove like that, you put that on, but then you use the utensil, you know, the burger flipper or the tongs or whatever it may be. Correct. But don't put your hand directly onto the fire and right. turn the meats. Right. It's going to be rated for a certain certain temperature, and it's going to uh, its sole intent is to keep your hands from getting burned from the intense heat to allow you to flip the burger without hurting or burning your hands. Okay, so you're flipping the burgers, and um, 
you send yourself a little bit or you burn yourself a little bit, what you did you do like that? Okay, if, that? You, if for some particular reason you, you're working on, on the grill and you do injure your hand, you, you burn yourself, you can run it under cold water. That's the uh, first thing you just want to, you want to stop the burn or cool the heat. And then you want, depending upon how badly you're burned, if it's just a little redness, what you can do is there are topicals that uh, you can get from any either pharmacy, CVS, Walgreens, you can even go and they'll have a, a what's called burn gel. Yeah. And it has like an, it's a gel with a numbing agent on it. But if it's worse than that, where you're seeing bubbling on your hand or anything like that, you might want to go checked out by a doctor or, or a physician. Very good. And then as far as kids, what's a good way to keep them away from the grill when dad or mom or barbecuing what uh, did you do you never really want to leave fire unattended around kids and it really doesn't matter there are certain ages do you want to make sure that they're not unattended because again it could be saying hey what's that the first thing is uh, growing up for me was like okay stay away from the stove because that's how we learned the stove is hot this is a little different. You're dealing with uh, some active fire and with grills, everything gets hot really, really quickly. So even the, the bottom portions of it can get rid. So you never really want to leave it unattended around kids. You always want to be uh, aware and conscious of where the kiddos are. Even some teenagers, you know, again, sometimes fire is fascinating to, you know, ooh, look, fire, <laughs> you know, even adults in some cases. <laughs> a couple of things real quick before we move on. Flame management. So let's say, you know, flames start getting out. What's the best way to calm the flame? The best way to calm the flame is if you can just close the lid on it because it'll deprive it of oxygen. And that's the primary way you want to be able to put that out. So if it's starting to get on control, if you have a charcoal where you can see it and if you can safely put the lid back on and what will happen is it'll deprive it of the oxygen and it'll go out and you just let it cool. You don't take off the lid to say, hey, take a look if it's out because you might feed it more oxygen and it might flame up again. So once you put the lid on it, make sure it stays on. Let's say somebody using the charcoal type of grill. And, you know, that uses lighter fluid. And there are some that just like, you know what, I'm just going to pile the lighter right. fluid on. Thoughts on that? Again, there's uh, one of my favorite cartoons is The Simpsons of where Homer Simpson is just literally dousing this thing. He takes, he just sprays it on there and sprays it on there. More is not necessarily good. You know, that's the theory of like, okay, if I put a little lighter fluid on this, more is better. No, you want to be aware that this is, uh, it's a combustible. It will ignite and the vapors are what ignites, not the actual liquid. So if you're producing a whole bunch of vapors, yeah. And you light that off, what'll happen is wherever the vapor concentration is, that's where the flame is going to go. So if you have a massive amount of flame concentration and it's in your area, it's going to end up coming towards you. Good thing to be aware of. Let's just hit one more thing before we go. And this has to do with uh, grills. And over the last five years, some statistics for cause and effect of fires. Gas grills were determined to be an average about nearly 9,000 home fires each year. Gas grills were the leading cause of problems in regards to structure fires. Five out of six home fires involved grills were gas powered, while the other 12%, believe it or not, were charcoal. So primarily, a lot of people feel that, hey, gas is safe more than charcoal. But uh, again, because you have more intense heat, you have a unlimited you know, fuel source. And, and again, people feel like, okay, let's go ahead and turn up the heat. Let's get this really going. And when it does get out of control, again, it's usually closer to the, the residents and it's a continuing heat. Unlike again, charcoal, you can put the lid on it and you can kind of smother it out. With this, the gas still is feeding the, the flames and it can still continue to burn and grow. And 
let me ask you about this, a BUI, which is barbecuing under the influence. <laughs> Do you need to have a designated barbecuer? You always want to be cautious when you're you're dealing with uh, a cooker and stuff. Again, people have a tendency to be a little more uh, relaxed around that type of environment. Like, okay, and then you know might not realize, hey, it's getting too big. It's it's or they'll like you said, put their hand in trying to thinking that it's fine, not realizing their hand is getting hot because again they've had enough to drink where they're a little dull to the pain. So you want to be very very careful about about what you consume and how much you consume while grilling because that's the other thing is if you drink too much and decide, you know what, I'm going to go over here and just forget about it. Uh, there's a potential of like, oh, I totally forgot I was grill- grilling something. And I've gone on a couple of fire calls like that. And I, I was totally forgot I was grilling something. And, and next thing I know, I'm looking out in the patio and it's all on fire. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. The paying attention is so important. Yeah. Joe, before we go, if folks want to find out more information, is there a website or a place to check things out? Um, you can, uh, the information that, that I got, you can just Google statistics or fire safety in regards to grills. And the internet's really, really good now in covering everything you can ever imagine. So if you have any uh, needs to find out information, what statistics are in grills, what's safe, what's dangerous, you can always go on certain safety websites and they can give you grills that are safe, some that are even have been recalled. Uh, you can uh, just do your, your standard diligence on, on Google or or whatever search engine. I'm not promoting Google. Uh, no, but, <laughs> uh, but any search engine should be able to help you with uh, any safety issues or, or reviews. Joe Cedeno from the city of Princeton. You are the fire inspector, and I just appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Eye on Princeton. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Eye on Princeton, a podcast focused on the happenings in Princeton, Texas. We always welcome your feedback, ideas, suggestions, comments, or questions by email to mitchellchase at mitchellmchase.com. Until next time, blessings to you and yours. Ion Princeton is produced by Chase Productions. Copyright 2022.